Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their successes, pump up your own inspiration, and meet the people that make change happen. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, and my my esteemed colleague, my co-host, is is absent today. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get on him about about being lazy. He's actually doing something important, so I can't I can't say something too bad, but I'm really bummed out that we didn't get to spend all time together with my good friend. Danny Decker. Danny, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Reese. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's a bummer Christian's not here. I was looking forward to talking pickleball with you guys all yeah, morning. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, man, we've been playing so much lately. It, it's, it's been, it's such a great hobby and we've been able to meet so many people. Um, so I know you play a couple times a week and this is not Business Legends related at all, but um, like, do you, do you feel like it's been good for networking for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's another great way to meet people. I've definitely met a handful of uh, of, of pretty high caliber business owners mm-hmm. and, and business folks. A hundred percent. It's kind of like golf. In it that is. Way. It, it's it's been so stressful. We actually have two clients now that we met on the pickleball court. Get out of here. And, yeah, I know. And, and it's just been like you know, conversations happen. And it's very organic. But I th- I think there's something to be said for that. Like you end up. Um, you know, you end up having a, a good conversation with somebody and, and then it just kind of happens organically. Yeah. Um, but um, so Danny here, not only is he a great friend of ours, but um, he is the author of The Automatic Marketing Machine. And he's basically a mastermind for all things marketing. Um, so Danny, tell us a little bit about your book and how you got into the marketing industry. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll start at the beginning, but I'll, I'll kind of try to make it quick here too. Um, so Got into marketing way back in the day, like 2009, 2010. Okay. Started a marketing Stone agency. Tablets, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, early days of yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, Facebook yeah. ads didn't exist. Yeah, when, like, you, when you had to, uh, when you had to um, have, like, a college email to yeah, start exactly. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, started an agency way back then, built it to a seven-figure agency, clients kind of all, right. all over the country. Um, sold that in 2018 because I really wanted to focus more on sort of the education mm-hmm. side of things. I've always felt like there's a big gap for most small business owners around marketing strategy. Like they don't necessarily understand strategy and that makes sure. them, you know, kind of get sh- bright, shiny object syndrome, right? Chase yeah. idea after idea, not necessarily ever get the results that, th- that they're looking for. And so wrote a book, um, started podcasting, now, doing a lot now of this speaking. this was not automatic marketing Correct. Machine, this right? was a okay. book called Marketing Simplified. Okay. And um, and basically the concept was teaching small business owners how to think about marketing so they can be more effective marketing managers, marketing strategists, hire marketing vendors, kind of all of that. Sure, yeah. And so did that for three or four years. I still do very limited amount of coaching and consulting um, kind of around that book and that, that concept. But then, yeah, um, early this year, launched a book with a co-author and a good friend of mine called The Automatic Marketing Machine. Mm-hmm. And really, we're trying to do two things with that book. The first is big picture. We're trying to help small business owners kind of catch the vision for how marketing should fuel the growth of their business. Sure. And the reason we call it the automatic marketing machine, right, mm-hmm. is because so many business owners, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Reese, get stuck in this trap where, like, they are generating business through their own manual labor, right? Sure. Going to the BNI once a yeah, week. Yeah, going to pickleball. You know? <laughs> yeah, going to pickleball. <laughs> That's not the right? intention, but it just happened right. to work that way. But, and, yeah. but, but bottom line, it's, it's, it's a manual effort. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's a great way to start a business, right? But the problem is if you're a business owner who ultimately wants to have freedom from your business and have the ability to take – a month long vacation and still mm-hmm. have your business grow, you got to get to the point where your business is growing, you know, whether you're out networking or not. Right. right? And sure. so 
we look at it as a machine. You need to have a marketing machine that's just pumping a steady flow of new leads and new clients into your business. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of objective number one behind the book is just helping business owners catch that vision. And then number two is really getting, it's a very strategic, practical um, like here's what it looks like to run a good lead nurture campaign. Here's mm-hmm. what it looks like to generate leads. Here's what it looks like to follow up. So it's like, it's the first half is like philosophical, help people catch the vision. And the second yeah. half is like, all right, now what here's how to go to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So it came out in, in, I want to say April it's available on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, machine.com as well. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of been my focus the last nine months or so. You know, I, uh, I thought about you the other day and I forgot to text you. So I'm, I, I'm sorry, but now we can talk. So it doesn't matter. But, um, somebody actually quoted Warren Buffett at me and, and I was like, don't quote Warren Buffett at me, you know, but, um, they said one of the Warren Buffett's famous quotes, and of course he has many, but he said, if you, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to work the rest of your life. And so, you know, of course, immediately I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, that's a, that's the automatic marketing. Yeah. Machine. Well, that's literally is, that's, you know? that's, that's really funny. Literally the, the headline on our website and like the first line in the book is if you don't have an automatic marketing machine, mm-hmm. all you have is a job. Right. Right. Because that's the, it's the same point. It's like, ultimately, again, it's fine if you're in that hustle network, you know, mode when you're starting your business. But if you really want to grow a truly sustainable business, that's going to give you freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to have marketing systems in place. You have to, you have to. Um, and you know, it's been, gosh, I mean, it's, it's amazing that we're in the same industry and so like-minded and, you know, we have so many opportunities to work together, which is, which is amazing. And one of the things that, that I constantly think about is, well, first off, marketing trends, um, because, you know, it seems like people sometimes want to hop on the, the new hot thing. Like we get a lot of inquiries now for TikTok, for instance. Yeah. And TikTok's a very strange system. We could talk about that forever. But, um, you know, one of the things that we'll ask is like, what, what's your availability for input? Because if you want to do TikTok, you have to. I mean, you got to do the silly dances, and you got to. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah, you can't hire an agency to go do the you dances can't, no, for you. No, no, I can't. I mean, as good as I could do at the Macarena or whatever, like I couldn't. Like I, that that's not a system that I could that I could help them with, you <laughs> right. know. Um, but it's it's incredible because I feel like like we get into that educational type of um, system where we end up talking to our clients about okay you know, what's, what's your end goal here? You know, what, what type of thing do we need? Um, we spent a good deal of time talking before the show too, about, about systems that are not necessarily marketing, such as, such as input, right? So if somebody gets a call, um, and for instance, just as an example, you know, your service area is Charlotte, then, you know, your person that's taken the call better know that your service area is Charlotte, yeah. you know? Well, um, and that's that's really, you know, there's a whole conversation there too. And like, you sure. know, we were talking about it before the show. It's 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 interesting because, you know, business owners, you know, really need to think of their business as, as systems, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's marketing, which is, you know, I would argue one of the most important. Like surely if you want to sure. grow your business, you have to have a marketing system in place that, that generates leads. But then the next part of the business is sales, right? Mm -hmm. Or intake or whatever, whatever you call it in your industry. And, you know, you can have a, whatever. Yeah. yeah, You can have a great marketing machine generating tons of qualified leads. But if your sales intake system is broken, well, you got to fix that. Otherwise those leads are just dying on the vine. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, we could, we could share story after story if we really wanted to get into it. Most of them horrifying, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, and so, Putting my sort of consulting hat on, that's kind of one of the things I, I kind of have to work through mm-hmm. with my clients. It's not even necessarily my favorite area. Like, I really love marketing and lead gen, and, and that gets me fired up. But I've quickly realized 
you know, once you get leads flowing for somebody, if yeah. you don't have an intake system, like, you know, it's not doing them any good. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we end up spending a good amount of time just kind of educating them on on that side of things. You sure. Have to. Um, one, one of the value propositions for us, of course, you know, that we do a ton of websites, right? And um, I, I'm very I'm very proud of our team um, because they do a great job. But beyond that, um, you know, we're to the point in business where, and I think I think all businesses kind of go through this, right? You start off and you kind of take whatever work that you can possibly get. That's six years ago when you're a startup, you know. Um, nowadays, you know, we're real honest with our clients and we say, look, you know, I can generate whatever you want. You know, I can. What I mean, turn turn the the meter up, turn it down. You know, I can I can get the flow here going. But you know, if you don't improve the site they land on intake system, whatever it happens to be, um, if they call, they get an actual person, whatever else, then everything we do is for naught, you yeah. know? Um, so it, it's very interesting to see, you know, what types of things uh, people people are thinking about. Um, I, I'm curious to get your input on this. Um, I feel like um, when times are tough, and God knows we went through a lot of those in 2020, 20, even into 2021 a little bit. Um, something you don't know about us, by the way, is that back then, 40% of our marketing uh, um, programs were with fitness centers. And so when, you know, 2020 occurs, then... Wow. Yeah, so it was like, you know, instant instant drop in business for sure. But um, one of the things that, that we found was that um, it seems like an attitude of marketing is one of two ways, right? Some people treat it as, a, as an accessory, like after the fact, like, oh, this is something that's great for me to do. And, uh, and, and it's also for them, the people that are first to cut it. And then other people treat it like their lifeline, like, like it's the most important thing that they do. It's the last thing they want to cut in budget. Um, have you encountered something like that or those different types of people? Yeah, or? no, sure. And, and I would say the people that think of marketing as an afterthought mm-hmm. are either... Horrible either, either, right. Either their <laughs> business is just totally stagnant and they're okay with that. Or mm-hmm. more likely, they have a very sales-driven organization, mm-hmm. right? Where where the way they're actually growing their business is they have sales teams sure. that are that are doing the, you know, the relationship building. And so I think in like, you know, the manufacturing space, for example, I work sure. with some clients there where it's like it's sales rep driven, mm-hmm. right? And so and there the role of marketing, you know, it's cool because when when marketing is done right, which they don't necessarily realize that this is possible, but marketing can make sales job a lot easier, right? Lot easier. Because you can yeah. bring you can bring them better qualified leads so that they don't have to go out and and um, you know, cold call basically. For sure. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you're totally right. There are the there are the business owners who like really get it that listen, I need to invest in my marketing. It's it's my it's literally an investment in the in the future of my mm-hmm. business. And um, you know, obviously those are fun clients to to coach and to work yeah, with. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, sometimes you kind of have to take a step back and and get into people's headspace and their and their mindset. And you know, if you can if you can pu- prove your attribution, you know, this equals that, then there's no there's no defense or argument about yeah. it. You know, um, do you know do you know Mike Mooney by chance? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. So he's he's big in reputation. He's a great friend of mine. He's yeah. been friends of mine for I don't know ten years or something like that now. But um, you know, he he talks about reputation, and I remember having this conversation over a coffee with him. I don't know three years ago, but he was talking about how the absolute best lead that you could possibly get for a business is when somebody calls you and they say, they say, Hey, um, I don't know what you do, but you did a great job for my buddy, whoever. And, uh, I want to do that. And you're like, Oh, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's like you were talking about how, um, reputation marketing makes sales easier. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nobody easier to sell. And, and I think sell and sales are, are, uh, like negative words, 
um, or perceived negatively or something like that. But but when I think about it, it's just developing a new relationship and you know treating them with the same care that you do with all your other clients. Yeah, too. and 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 it's a, that's an interesting topic because you know I used to have a negative mindset towards sales. You mm-hmm. know, at one point, like you know when I was way back in the day in college, and the idea of sales just seems negative, right? Sure. I think sales is really helping people though, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, if you're selling a product or a service mm-hmm. that legitimately brings value to to your customers, you know, then every time you make a sale, you're making their life better, right? right? And so, and the interesting thing is that they don't necessarily know that, right? right? Like your potential prospect might need a little bit of persuasion and 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 perspective mm-hmm. in order to see like how much better their life can be right. with your product or service. Mm-hmm. But when that's how you approach sales, when it's like, hey, I've got this thing here that's mm-hmm. going to make your life better, and I really believe it's going to make your life better, and look at all these other people it's made their life better, Right. Um, I would argue you know, you're doing them a great service when you sell them something. Sure. So that's kind of how I've started to think about sales. and and, yeah. and But it really is. It's a tough conversation. I, I work with a lot of attorneys. And um, a lot of attorneys have not only sales, but even marketing is almost a dirty word in mm-hmm. certain professions. And sure. so, and so, the, it's it's about reframing it and saying, "Hey, listen, you guys make their lives so much better mm-hmm. after somebody works with you, whether it's a family law issue or bankruptcy or, whatever. or injury, yeah. whatever. They need like, you. They yeah. need you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how dare you not try to go help them, right? Yeah. And so, I would argue it's like your obligation not only to market to them." But also to have a, a an effective intake process where you help them recognize we can help you get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and your life's going to be much better as a result. I would suggest that's an obligation, right? Not Absolutely. only is it the right thing to do, but it's it's an obligation for you as a business owner, whatever mm-hmm. industry you're in. So, hundred yeah. percent. Um, past past lifetime, I owned I owned some nutrition stores, and so um, I would. Uh, go to conferences and stuff like that, and um, I did quite a bit of sales training because, you know, for me, imparting knowledge was always the easy part, and the sales were something that didn't come very naturally. Um, I don't know if there was some discomfort with um, the transfer of funds, basically, but um, it's just it's just a mental block you have to get over. But one of the things that um, it just always sticks out in my mind, and this is from a conference that I attended in 17 or 18, so it's been, you know, five or six years ago, um, The uh, so the word sell comes from a Greek root word, and the root word means to serve. And so I always I always think about that. And if you if you keep that in your mind, like, you know, of course you get a benefit out of it. The benefit is money, right? Or whatever you get in, in return for your service. But if you always think about, you know, this is your job to do, this is your passion, whatever you follow following through with, um, you know, I think I think it 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 transitions the mind, and I think that mindset is everything when it comes yeah, to these things. Exactly, it's it's an exchange of value, right? Mm-hmm. You your prospect is is giving you money mm-hmm. in exchange for something that they value even more than that money, right? Absolutely. And so, yep. like, it's it's a profitable it's a profitable thing for both parties. Yeah, it's a it's a win win for everybody. Um, so I want to backtrack a little bit, and um, you know, we, on Business Legends, we like to talk to up and coming entrepreneurs. You know, it could be somebody that's been working a nine to five for the past twenty years, and they they really want to branch out. We have our own story, of course. You have yours. Um, you know what what would the process be like? You know what would your what would your advice to somebody like that be? Somebody who is kind of stepping out and yeah. starting their own business. Yeah, they kind of uh, call it the entrepreneurial bug, I guess. But you know, they they're comfortable um, doing what they do, but you know, they're just compelled to act beyond the realm of reason yeah. and go from go from a steady income, steady salary, 
um, and maybe even supporting their family to kind of taking that plunge. Yeah, and, and you know, unknown. it's funny, Reese. I've I've gone through a a shift in and how I have those conversations. Mm-hmm. When I was five or six years into you know building my own business mm-hmm. and um, you know having a lot of success. You know, I used to tell everybody like, "Oh, you should go start your own business. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so great." And um, I've almost now started trying to talk people out of starting their own oh, business. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Not that like a reverse psychology yeah, challenge well, type of a way. Not or? exactly. It's more like, listen, is there something in you that needs to be an entrepreneur that mm-hmm. really wants to start a business? And if there is this powerful drive in you that you know you can't satisfy working a job or or doing whatever else, then go for it. Mm -hmm. But listen, if you are somebody who, you know, is reasonably happy working a nine to five job Mm -hmm. and enjoys the stability of of a paycheck and enjoys the ability to take long vacations and, and all of that stuff. I, I don't sugarcoat it anymore. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is it's a roller coaster, man. It is. And it is. like, you know highest highs and lowest yeah. highs. It's just and, the reality of and, it. And and people like you and I are cut out for it and mm-hmm. love it. And like I won't speak for you, but I couldn't imagine doing anything else, right? Me neither. Um we, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. And uh Christian always gives me a hard time. He would love to chime in on this, but um he says I'm I'm the least employable hard worker that he's ever met because <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, uh, at one point, Christian was actually my manager at another another job that we had. We were both personal trainers. He was my manager. And he said I was the most infuriating personal trainer to work with because I he couldn't tell me anything. And it's still that way. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have my own you yeah. know, system yeah. of doing things. So, so. so there are people that kind of have to be entrepreneurs, that's right? Me. That's me 100%. And then, mm-hmm. there are, and then there are people that, you know, might be happy not being an entrepreneur. And so I, I, I have, listen, I'll have a tactical conversation with somebody. If somebody's sold in that they want to do this, like mm-hmm. we totally have the conversation about what do they want to do. But the first thing I, I do is I tell them, listen, are you sure you really want to get on this roller coaster? Yeah. Because, you know, I think a lot of pop culture over the last five, 10 years has really glamorized entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. everything from like Shark Tank and Gary Vee and all that stuff, sure. which is great. Like, I love entrepreneurship, but I think there's, like, a generation of people that come up seeing the, the, the like, the coolness of being an entrepreneur sure. and the upside of it and, you know, all of the, the flashy stuff on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and whatnot and don't necessarily realize what a grind it is. Yeah. And so I try to have a real conversation with people and first off say, like, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite stupid quotes about entrepreneurship is uh, – a long, a long time ago, I, I decided to work 80 hours a week for myself, so I never had to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. And, that, and, that's, and that's truly how I feel about it. You yeah, know? and a lot, of, a lot of people, what you're really doing when you go into business for yourself, number one, you're working 80 hours instead of 40, yeah. but number two, you just traded one boss for like 20 bosses, your right. clients, right? Yep. And and I don't know, are you guys into the book E-Myth? Have you read that? Talk about that? I, I've, 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 I know what it is. Yeah. Um, I have not read it. So, so it's, a really, it's a really good book. Um, but it basically, it, the premise of the book is that most businesses, most small business owners, when they go start their business, like they do it because they're really good at 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 a technical skill, right? Sure. So you're like a landscaper and you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. And so you decide to start your own business. And they don't realize that the skill of being a landscaper mm-hmm. is 100% not related at all to the skill of yep. building a business. Yep. And that's true for attorneys, landscapers, mental health. That's true for anybody and everybody. And so that's yep. kind of, you know, that's that's a really big disconnect. And so that's the first step that, you know, 
a, a new business owner needs to take and realize, mm-hmm. hey, you could be the best electrician in the world, but if you don't learn how to be a business owner, yep. like it's gonna suck. You're yep. gonna be working 80 hours a week for you know 70 different bosses. Right. Um, it's interesting you should you mentioned that and you mentioned the mental health aspect. Um, so my father is now retired, but he was an orthodontist and. Literally through, you can look this up, but through like from the years 1980 to like 2016 or something, the number one um, career of people that commit suicide is dentists. And uh, now I think lawyers have have taken over since then, which you work with a lot of those as well. But um, my father and I have spoken about that in length because you think about a dentist and typically speaking, like, you know, they live good lives, they have good salaries, they have, you know, they, they have a little bit of job autonomy and they can choose their hours and, and everything else. So you think about, you know, what, why, right? And uh, my dad and I have thought about it a bunch. And, you know, number one, it's how much detail you have to, how much detail and pressure that you have on, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, if you, you know, cut through somebody's gum or something, that's a big deal. You know, you could really ruin their teeth. And then number two, though, is um, he said that, you know, in dental school, they teach you how to be a good dentist. They don't teach you how to be a good business owner. Yep. And so, you know, you can't, you have to learn all these skills. And everybody kind of develops their own their own lane for it, I suppose. Um, some dentists just work at, um, I want to call it firms, but they work at, you know, dental practices yeah. and things like that. But a lot of them end up branching out and doing their own thing, and the pressure is just overwhelming. And yeah. so I think that's what happens yeah. with it. Yeah, you know? no, I, I just 100% agree. It's, it's, it's very easy to get yourself into financial trouble. Mm-hmm. There, there's just a lot of, of ways that if you don't know what you're doing when you're running a business, you put yourself in just a you know, really bad situation. And, yep. and I hadn't seen the, the stat on suicide rates, and that's mm-hmm. crazy and sobering, but I have seen a lot of stats on, like, alcoholism oh, sure. and, like, alcohol abuse. And um, – Attorneys are either number two or number one in that. Right. Dentists are up there. And it's the same thing. It's like it's these smart, smart, talented people who are great at doing the thing, right. like great at being a dentist or great at being an attorney and then just get thrown into a situation where, you know, now they're running their own business. Mm-hmm. And but nobody taught them how to do it. Right. And, yeah. and they so, get the payroll and they have no yeah. idea. <laughs> they're like, I haven't looked at this yeah. stuff since undergrad. You know? So coming back yeah. to your original question, you know, that would be another thing that I would absolutely tell anyone who's thinking about starting a business is mm-hmm. that you need to recognize that there's the, 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 the technical work of being an electrician, landscaper, dentist, attorney, and then there's the work of building a business. And, right. and you better become a student of building a business. Otherwise, you're going to be worse off than if you just kept your job working for somebody else. 100%. It's, it's ongoing, too. You know, um, that, that's one thing that, um, luckily I have a business partner and we push each other, um, you know, um, in more ways than one, but (laughs) we, we, we continually push each other. He's very big on continuing education. And, um, you know, one of the things is he's always looking for the, for the next best way to do things, you know, and it pushes me to kind of grow and and learn about some things that, that I don't know. Now in our industry, of course, it's, I, I would honestly argue that marketing is is the industry that changes the most rapidly because there's just so many different options for us um but you know he challenges me to try out a new software every quarter for instance you know there's all these different software that do all these different things and you know we have to figure out what the right move is for us um sometimes it works sometimes have you guys started playing with uh chat gpt oh yeah it is actually it's funny you should mention that um so um I have a good friend, and he's he's looking at starting a facility. Um, I can't tell you any more than that because I promised him that it's it's kind of top secret information or whatever. But we did the Chat GPT. By the way, for those of you who don't know what Chat GPT is, it's a it's a thing that's like tell me a story about Danny's marketing business or something, for instance, and it'll it'll come up with a fifteen hundred word 
uh, short story about about this just from that input only. You yeah. Know? And so uh, my friend is looking at starting a facility. Again, um, we'll talk offline about what it is. And um, he, uh, it's like, tell me a story about this. And it was a full-on, like, it's frightening. It's frightening yeah. how good it is, too, yeah. you know? Well, it's, so I would say it's already at the level of, you know, a mid-level copywriter, content writer. Easily, like, it, easily. It, it, can, it can write phenomenal blog entries. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, so speaking of new software, yeah, ChatGPT is wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you have a background in uh, copywriting, too, so. Yeah. Does that infuriate you that you? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, no, because, so I was a pretty serious student of, of copywriting and mm-hmm. the direct response copywriting, and um, there's a world of difference between that type of copywriting. Sure. And what I would just kind of call content creation, sure. right? Content creation is basically taking facts, taking information, and presenting it in a you know grammatically correct, logically flowing way. That's right. that's really an entirely different discipline than writing copy that motivates people to take action and buy. Right? right? There's sure. a persuasion element. There's a neuro linguistic programming element. Right? There's a lot of subconscious. And maybe someday artificial intelligence will get there. Like probably will. But um, I almost wonder if um, I've thought about this a lot because because we had the Chat GPT conversation very recently. I almost wonder if there's going to be some sort of um, shift. I mean, there, there's there's always going to be a shift in the marketplace, right? But the the shift that I'm thinking about is like you know people are going from um, you know seeking information towards like having a conversation. And of course, you know, voice SEO. Um, so when people ask their phone, you know, what's the best bowling alley near me or whatever, you know, um, the, the places that tend to do the best on SEO are the places that have answers to those questions specifically. And so I wonder if there's gonna, we're going to see this shift where our old practices of SEO, blog writing, and information are going to get completely swept under the rug in lieu of what you're saying, you know, having, having great content in place that answers questions and, and is more conversational and, and like, there's a difference between written English and spoken English, just the same thing. Right. Exactly. Um, So it's exciting, man. We're in such an exciting environment career. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's been, it's been a, like you said, a great roller coaster for me. I know it has been for you as well. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Well, Danny, I think, I think that concludes our time today. I got a flight to catch, so uh, I got to get going. Um, Tell tell the people how to how to get a hold of you um, in case they're looking for marketing consulting. I know you're kind yeah. of pasty with that, but yeah. So um, you can go to Danny. Book too. Yeah, DannyDeckerMarketing.com and um, kind of learn about sort of the speaking consulting stuff that I do. Like I said, at this moment, I'm not really taking on clients in in that capacity, but always happy to have a conversation. You can kind of contact me through that that website. But also, the book is at AutomaticMarketingMachine.com. And we have a ton of really great free resources that you can get on that website without even buying the book. Um, literally, we packed that book with probably like 25 or 30 like downloadable resources. That's Everything awesome. from you know KPI spreadsheets so that you can track your marketing spend to you know an exercise to identify your target clients, how to write good email follow-up campaigns, just all sorts of really useful marketing resources. And again, it's all available totally free. You don't even have to buy the book. It's automaticmarketingmachine.com. It's amazing. It's amazing. And and I think you know. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, and I'll leave you off with this. Um, you know, when I first got into the business, and keep in mind I'm hyper-competitive. You know this from the courts and everything else, but I'm hyper-competitive. And so, 
you know, I, six years ago, I may have looked to somebody like you as like a threat or something, like a like competition. Or, you know, I, I would be remiss to share things like that with my clients, like how to do these things. And yet what I've found is that the way the world works is exactly opposite. You know, the more you provide, the more you partner, the more you, uh, the more you provide people in the way of information, um, the more trustable you are, the more integrity you have, totally. the more honest you can be with people. Well, and, and so, it's looking for synergy too, right? Like yeah. I do something, you know, we're both in marketing, but I do something very different than what you guys very do. Different. And, you know, yeah. we've been able to pass clients back and forth to each other. And, yeah. um, you know, I, so totally agreed, man. This has been a, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a great lesson to learn. So, um, on that happy note, Danny, thank you so much for joining me today. Sorry, Christian couldn't make it, but he yeah. Was doing something Thanks for having me, Reese. Yep. Catch you, you next soon. time, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Later.